Economic news on SAFM. Facts and figures you can count on. We join our studio by Fundi Swankuta, a research analyst and chartered accountant. Good morning. Good morning, Sakina. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. And thanks for coming through. Thank you. So um, last week when we spoke to uh, Narina Fissa, she explained what credit ratings downgrade means. Uh, we also had Fitch downgrading South Africa's ratings. Uh, what are the implications of a downgrade by two ratings agencies? Yeah, so as you said, Fitch downgraded the South African local and foreign debts from double B plus to triple B minus, meaning that we now sub-investment grade. So Fitch stated that um, this reflects a view of the political events, including the cabinet reshuffle. And it basically states that they feel that this will weaken the standards of governance and public finances. So in, in their view, they believe that there will be a change in direction in economic policy. This will undermine the progress of SOEs and will increase issuance of guarantees. We'll also see over the next few weeks that Moody's will respond with their credit rating um, and we'll see. Perhaps they will also downgrade us. At the moment, having two ratings agencies downgrade South Africa to sub-ingressment grade mean that it's, econom- it's generally commonly accepted that South Africa is now junk. Um, we see one of the implications came through on Friday of having two um, ratings agencies as JP Morgan removed South African debt um, from its investment grade emerging market bond indices. So essentially, JP Morgan has a bond index, which is made up of bonds, government bonds of investment grade emerging market entities from around the world. It's important to be included in the index as global fund managers will use the index as a benchmark of the assets they can invest in in order to achieve the returns that they are looking for and require. And a fund manager will essentially invest or over and underweight his investment in certain countries in order to beat the benchmark and to achieve the returns that they want. Um, As an index, an index will always have a mandate. And in this scenario, the mandate is they can only invest in emerging markets with an investment grade, um, with an investment grade rating. So now once two out of three of the ratings agencies in a country now rate you as junk, you have to automatically be taken out of that index. And currently we see about 49 billion of South African bonds and 10 billion of South African debts are benchmarked and linked to this indice. So this is part of the debt which provides the funding uh, we require as a, cu- as a country to cover the budget deficits and to also pay for the expenses which we incur on a daily basis. Um, so now we'll also see that South Africa will be removed from other bond indices such as the MSCI Emerging Market Investment Grade Bond Indice over time. And SA departing from these indices will mean that fund managers will have to sell off all or reduce their holdings in South African assets. Mm. And a quick question here from one of our listeners before we move on uh, to look at uh, why we saw the subsequent downgrade of the banks. Uh, Kabiso asked, uh, when will we start to feel the pinch of this junk status? Well, some have had the view that the junk status is not really going to affect us much or move um, our position much. Um, We'll start to feel the pinch of the next couple of months as government will have to respond as to um, what do they do in terms of their management of the fiscal? How do they spend um, the money or the available resources that they have? And then we'll also start to see um, how the market reacts. So last week, the RAND was quite stable. We didn't see large fluctuations. A lot of people in the market expected the RAND to go up to levels of 17 Rand, but it stayed around the 13 Rand mark. So with now the 
double downgrade. We'll see how the market reacts over the next week to see does our exchange rate increase. If the exchange rates increase, how is that going to filter into the economy um, through means of inflation? Um, When inflation starts um, increasing, how does that start affecting the average South African person? And then therefore filtering into interest rates. When will the bank start um, or the government start increasing interest rates and therefore result in the banks increasing the interest rates? And therefore, how is it affecting you as a person, normal person, in terms of your debts and your payments of your bonds and your car, etc.? All right. And then, of course, um, U.S. non-farm payroll came out on Friday and we saw the increase in jobs that was uh, created decreasing. And uh, from that trend in January and February, what does this mean for us going forward? What could we read into that? So, as you said, um, non-farm payroll came out last week Friday. Also, the U.S. Un- um, unemployment rates came out. Non-farm payroll is essentially the private and government sector employment, in- excluding agriculture. It's quite an important indicator for us South Africans because it tells us of the likely direction of the U.S. interest rate. And whatever decision that the Fed makes, um, for example, to increase interest rate, it will directly result in either um, investors moving into South Africa to um, get high yield in, in South Africa or moving into America in order to get high yield um, in America. So we saw in February and January the unemployment rates, um, the increase in, un- in employment was high. It was at around 200,000 um, jobs were created in Jan and Feb. Um, These levels um, were seen on the back of Trump's promises of fiscal stimulation and increased infrastructure development. Um, America's main sectors are construction and manufacturing, and they essentially ramped up employment, um, preempting the growth in um, the American economy based on Trump's um, administration policies or expected administration policies. And the World Bank's expectation are that the world GDP will increase, therefore resulting in increase in consumption and therefore increase in manufacturing. Um, so this growth was it was expected to ease off later on in the year, um, not so quickly in March. Um, and the reason why they were expecting it to ease off later on in the year is because America has a shortage of skilled labor and they are also tightening on their immigration policies. However, we, sh- we saw a sharp drop in March um, th- from the data released last week Friday where the U.S. economy only created 98,000 jobs. Um, from a general perspective, this is still really great considering the state of the world economy and the factors that have been um, and the challenges which are affecting many countries. Um, We also saw the U.S. employment rate drop from 4.7% to 4.5%. This level is essentially close to full employment. There will always be people in a country where they will not have jobs. You'll never have full employment. Um, And you can say that all the available jobs in the country have been taken up. Um, The 4.5% also also represents the people who are not skilled enough um, to perform the jobs that are left in the economy. And as I said, um, America at the moment has a shortage of skilled labor. Well, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Uh, Fundi Swankuta, Research Analyst and Chartered Accountant, thank you so much.